everyone, and welcome back to She's All That Minute. The podcast where we analyze the 1999 examination of popularity in high school, She's All That, one minute at a time. I'm your co-host, Aaron. I'm your co-host, James. And it's minute 31, which begins with Simon saying, what did I do? And goes through Zach saying, and hey, as though he's thought of another thing that he can do if they're not going to the beach. (laughs) I wish this movie was a Zach Simon bro comedy. I would watch that. I get the feeling, and I, you know, maybe they're both just really good actors, but I get the feeling that Freddie and Kieran actually got along quite well and probably had like a, you know, big brother, little brother type camaraderie. Yeah, Kieran being the big brother and... Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Of course. Did did you, have you noticed, um, I haven't, but I was looking at the trivia to see if there's anything I've missed, that Simon has double hearing aids? No. I haven't either. But he has very long hair, and we have yeah. not really gotten to see him super close up. Yeah. I want to be on the lookout for that. Does, does Kieran Culkin? Not, as far as I know, he needs? doesn't. Oh. So that was a character choice then. I guess. It's kind of a weird thing to like have. I mean, cool in a way and weird in another way. Like, well, it, it's, random, it's weird. Yeah, it's weird and random only in the sense that it's absolutely never addressed kieran doesn't wear them so like yeah was it written into the script and a scene got cut yeah or is it just a delightful and kind of easter eggy uh moment of representation yeah i mean like i like to think it's the second one uh there is a part in the in the goof section where they're like if he takes out his hearing aids how does he hear her knocking at the beginning, which oh. I don't know. I don't know if, I mean, I don't know. I think that also if you're blind, it doesn't always necessarily mean complete blackness. Just like if you're, right. if you're deaf, it doesn't always mean complete lack of whatever. And Anyways, I want to be on the yeah. lookout for that. I haven't seen it so far, but it was that thing was like, should I have noticed that more? <laughs> it's a, it's an interesting detail to have included if it, if it is. Yes. And it would, and it'd be weirder if imdb had that and it wasn't true so i i guess i'm assuming we just haven't seen it (laughs) yeah and to be clear when we say it's a weird thing for them to include it's all like the weirdness is the fact that they don't mention it at all if the actor does not wear hearing aids it seems like it was a choice for the character right and for them to have made that choice and never reference it is a confusing thing to me it's something that feels not extraneous, but sort of superfluous, I guess. Exactly. Like, yeah. on the one hand, I would love to see a bunch of movies that just include people with various, dis- like, you know, wheelchair users and, right. you know, like, blind actors, sure. deaf people using sign language. I would love to see that and Absolutely. have it become so normal that we're not sitting here thinking, okay, but but why is that character in a wheelchair? Right, exactly. And and if Kieran Culkin again had was hearing impaired, that would be cool representation, and and just sort of not not even touching on it would be, I think, correct. Like it would be fine right. because it would be a literal representation. But if he doesn't, then it's it's sort of masquerading for no reason. Okay, hold on. Okay, 
The question Kieran Culkin always gets asked about She's All That from cinemablend.com. This is an article in published in October of 2014 by Kelly West. Um, okay. <laughs> it's one of those movies that always seems to be on, and I only know that because friends are always telling me, and then they'll ask, why did you have hearing aids? And I'll be like, I don't fucking know. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Um... Chalk it up to a bit of character information about Simon that wasn't crucial enough to warrant any kind of backstory or relevance to the plot. It remains one of the great mysteries of the 90s. See also, how are all these high school kids such good dancers? Because Usher showed them... I don't understand. That's clearly answered in the movie. I'm not really sure. Yeah. His hearing issue never factors into the plot in any way, which is likely why Culkin gets asked that question. Are there deleted scenes out there that explain or address his hearing? From Culkin's response, it doesn't sound like it. Yeah. I mean, it kind of... Given that Lainey is sort of an outcast, and it also yeah. appears from what we've seen that Simon is a little bit of an outcast. Yeah. It makes sense that because kids are assholes, that they would pick on the kid who has something different about him. Right. If But it feels like that is a ripe tree to pick for why she's so fiercely protective of him. Right. Exactly. It would give some extra richness to their relationship. Yeah. It's like both to both to Lainey and Simon's relationship and also Zach and Simon's relationship later. Yeah. When they formulate one. Right. It's a it's a thing that would move the general theme of Lainey is fiercely protective of her family forward. Right. In a natural way that it that it doesn't. Well, and also the the Boggses are, you know, not not typical. Right. Lainey's viewed as being a bit of a weirdo. And if right. she's grown up knowing what it's like to be kind of ostracized, mm-hmm. she's going to be even more protective of her little brother. Yeah. Wanting him to not experience that. Yeah. And especially if he has something that would give the kids a reason to like point fingers and make fun of him. Right. Then she would be like, it just, it, there There was such a great opportunity yeah. for the filmmakers here. And it baffles me that they did not take it. Yeah. Um. So <laughs> Simon says, what did I, cause Lainey has just said, can you come, can we hear please or whatever? Yeah. And Simon says, what did I do? And Lainey says, not you, him. And Zach says, what did I do? I know. And it was, so well delivered. <laughs> Ador- it was adorable. Um, so then Zach comes over and says, you can't keep avoiding me. And I wrote, she can keep avoiding you, actually. Yeah. Like, that's actually totally within her rights. So, right. I don't know. And, and frankly, abilities. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. If, she, if, if she wants to avoid you, I'm sure she can figure out how. Exactly. Um, then they have... Uh, what can only be described as the most 90s, awkward, slangy conversation banter of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, she says, I was busy. And he says, yeah, busy wigging. <laughs> and she said, excuse me, I did not wig. And he says, there was major wiggage. Yes. Now, that could be cringe, as the kids say. However, uh-huh. I think they've leaned into it enough that it actually comes back around to 
wow, they're nerds, but like, at least they're owning their nerds and turning it into, like, I'm not going to say witty banter, but it is banter. It was wiggy banter. It's wiggy banter. Also, the entire time we were watching this scene, I kept looking at the bad wig that Rachel Lee Cook is wearing and thinking, is this like an inside joke? Would you like to know about the history of the verb to wig? Sure. So there are two uses of the word wig that don't mean like a wig. Um, like the hairpiece? Like the hairpiece. And what, the first of them like, it is, the, is where the word like big wig comes from. And that's okay. like literal actual wig related uh, stuff. Like, like if the someone, bigger like, the wig, the more important you were. Exactly. Or like uh, if you, if like, if you yelled at someone, it's like they, they got their wig in a tussle or I don't know, some, some dumb thing. Anyways, the, the okay. one used here is, uh, is this is what I, I found on, I just closed it and I wanted, I wanted to reference it. Uh, the word detective is, I can actually open okay. it and tell you what, what it is that the other one means. It's just the summary, uh, in more ways than one. Uh, uh, in the late 18th century, to be rebuked or scolded by a big wig came to be known as receiving a wigging. So, anyways, um, it says that is not, however, not the same as wigging found as as found in wigging out. For that, we turn to 20th century African American slang, where wig was used as slang for the human head, brain, or mind. Such as, I really do, I really do think that there is something wrong with this man's wig. One of the earliest recorded elaborations of this slang sense of wig was in to flip one's wig, which appeared in the 1930s, meaning both to lose one's temper and to lose one's sanity or emotional control. My lawyer flipped his wig on the coast and came out here to avoid being committed. Hunter Thompson, 1967. To flip, snap, crack, or blow one's wig was a prescription for landing in Wig City, a state of mental unbalance. And being scrutinized by a wig picker, a psychiatrist... Well, dreams, you know, I never put much stock in them. Those naval wig pickers in San Francisco used to try and worm a few of them out of me. William Styron, 1960. In this paragraph, he's quoted two white guys using this African-American slang. White people. Um, Mm -hmm. The vast array of things that could go wrong with one's wig led in the late 1950s to the simpler verb to wig out, meaning to lose control or have a breakdown. Some real moldy cat. In a library in Alabama, wigged out when she saw the white rabbits and the black rabbits on the cover of the book together, of which the short form is wigging. To be severely stressed and approaching the point of wigging out is being wiggy. Okay. So, it the word is, wig has lost all for sure. Now. For sure. <laughs> um, there, yeah. <laughs> um, but I will say that, like, so this is. There's this undercurrent, and I'm not sure if it's just it's the late 90s or it's intentional or I'm reading it in this way because even though it was the late 90s, it's now 2021 and I'm reading this way of like white appropriation of of black slang. Yeah. um, Which has already happened with, I mean, Dean, that's the pool he swims in, basically. Yeah. yeah. Um, And also, and he swims wrong, like... Yeah, he, he he somehow like it almost goes back around to not offensive because he's appropriating it completely wrong. Like he's using right. the wrong words in the wrong <laughs> way. Yeah. So he's <laughs> he thinks it like he's in the pool, but he's bicycling. In right. It. Yeah. 
Like he's not swimming. Right. (laughs) He's in there. (laughs) Right. Yeah. And he's doing something. Exactly. Yeah. So um, that is what the origin of that is. I think that they have taken this to almost like a Seinfeldian level of like, yeah, we're going to use this over and over in different ways to banter i guess i mean you can i can hear like a george and and jerry being like the major wiggage like sort of situation so um and that actually just me uh saying that right now made me um not like it as much so yep (laughs) yeah (laughs) um so then quickly getting back on task zach says so you want to go to the beach no well you hate the beach which I put, just because she doesn't want to go doesn't mean she hates it. She doesn't want to go with you. She's doing shit. Have you asked her what she's doing? No. (laughs) Like, right. (sighs) Yeah. There's, I mean, it, honestly, it does feel very like teenager. Yeah, it exactly. Like instead of, stopping to think oh maybe she has something going on or oh maybe she just is tired of me harassing her right to just be like oh you don't want to go to the beach clearly you hate the beach right it's it's a very um we had a friend in high school you can take this out of this name out if you want this is very justin for yes and this reminds me of of him a lot because um it's at, in this scene, I see it as, and and I'd love to get your your thoughts on it too, as persistent and kind of naggy, but in a kind of like a charming way, kind of like yeah, I can see that. Come on, sort of deal. Like if I crack the joke enough, like right. I'll I'll crack a joke about it, and then she'll laugh. Yeah. And then we'll be laughing together, right. and she'll come to the beach with me. Exactly. So, like, all the rest of the scene is him. So he's like, hey, Simon, you know, come on, let's go. And she's like, what are you, what are you doing? Oh, the so, whole rest of this scene, yeah. Zach, pl- I mean, he plays her masterfully. <laughs> Absolutely. And not, but in a way that I didn't find, like, he was using Simon or, I mean, I hope he eventually plays Sega with him, because it sort of feels like, well, we'll get to think, it, but like I'm, I'm sure he does. Just quick spoiler: we're going to the beach tomorrow, so like, yeah. <laughs> he says, yeah. "Hey Simon, you know, come on." And then Lenny's like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "Well, we're gonna go play Sega." Yep, a long day of playing Sega. Sega all day. Yep, gonna be in your just house playing and, Sega. Just me and Simon <laughs> playing Sega in your living room <laughs> all day long. And then he says, "And hey," and then the minute ends. So. This particular line of reasoning is going to continue. Yes. I found it hard to not like Zach in this minute. Um, Yes. I found it very difficult. Yeah. And and the thing is, I think that he does find Simon endearing perfectly fine. Like, I don't think that he would say, hey, Simon, let's go play Sega, if it was really going to be a miserable experience for him. Right. I I think I, I like think, to think he finds. Oh, go ahead. 
Oh, I just like I, I like to think that even if he felt sort of n- neutral about Simon, that Simon going full bore into Sega, I'd be like, yeah. all right, kid, I, I I recognize that. That's cool. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I think that he. I mean, is Sega what he is? Sega with Simon how he wants to spend his day? No. Is he willing to do it? Like, is it going to be so miserable that he's not willing to do it? Just to irk her? Yeah. Also, no. Like, I think that he recognizes that it will be fun enough and the annoyance factor of it will be fun enough. Yeah. Like, the annoying her factor will be fun enough to make it absolutely worthwhile. Absolutely. I I know we 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 should kind of wrap this up, but I have a question for you. Mm -hmm. Would this movie be better, worse, or the same if... Zach and Zach's if the Silers and the Boggses a long time ago we used to be friends. Like if if Lainey and, and Zach knew each other from elementary school, but then middle school happened and middle school did what middle school does. Kind of actually, I just described Kenny and Denise. It, yeah, but, I was gonna say. You mean if it Kenny and Denise? <laughs> if it Kenny and Denise. Um, I think it would be the same. Same. I think it would make his sudden persistence. Yeah. Seem less out of the blue. And his his like affection for for Simon too. Right. I think if, it would seem less out of the blue if there was a a connection in the past and he could pull like a well, you know, I you know, we're graduating high school. I've been yeah. thinking about the past few years and getting nostalgic and you know, yeah. wishing we hadn't kind of gone separate ways and thinking it would be fun to reconnect. Right. So I think it would be the same if maybe a little less random. Yeah. But I don't think that it would make a significant difference one way or the other. Yeah. I just, I feel like they've they've established him as like making this macho bet with his dumb friend Dean. Mm-hmm. And then this character of is cool and is your, your you know, whether or not, you know, the the role of your sister's cool boyfriend is over again. Man, I sure do like Zach. What a cool guy. Which is the role that he is filling right now for Simon. Right. Um, would feel less, like, performative, I guess? Yes. It does <laughs> seem... It seems weird. What's weird to me is the fact that the only person who is weirded out by this besides Lainey is... Jesse. Like right. Jesse's reaction of, yeah, this is super weird. And don't you want to know what it's about? Right. Makes absolute sense to me. But Simon's just sure. like, yeah, Zach Siler's at our house. This is awesome. Where yeah. I feel like if the if the t- like if this was happening to me, my brother would have been like, okay, but like, what is this dude's deal? Like, why is right. this person here? Right. And like, I mean, her dad is, you know, probably pretty clueless doesn't necessarily know Zach from any other dude, but you'd think that her dad would be a little bit like, okay, she's had at like, she has very, no friends besides Jesse. And now all of a sudden this dude is coming around. Maybe he's thinking she must have friends at at school that she doesn't talk to me about, but she doesn't seem to like this guy very much. So yeah, I don't know. Very much like, um, Oh good. Finally, uh, you know, another suitor. Or a suitor. Right. 
I almost well, not want in a her... like marry my daughter off way, but in a okay, my daughter isn't going to be here forever. Right. Oh, this is a normal teenage thing that she yeah. is embarking on. Exactly. Finally, something exactly. that isn't pasting scraps of magazines to each other in the basement. <laughs> but dad, the al- ransoms are how we make money. <laughs> <laughs> I almost wish that she had more friends than just Jesse. Like if there was yes. like a tight knit little like if she had two other friends. Instead right. of just Misty one. and Sav being not jerks and horrible right. people. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, like if she had somebody else besides Jesse who could be like Jesse's foil, you've got Jesse going, like, yeah, this is weird, but like, go find out what it's about. And then the other one, like the Daria of the group, yes. not that Lainey isn't Daria. Lainey, but, not that Lainey isn't literally Daria. <laughs> right. But another one to be like, no. That, like, somebody decide with Lainey and be like, no, this is fucking weird. Yeah. Like, yeah. this is not normal. Because then I can see Lainey being kind of, like, angel and devil on her shoulders being right. kind of pulled in both directions. Right. But right now, she's having to play one of the... I don't know if Jesse is the angel or the devil. Right. I guess it kind of depends on your perspective, if you are <laughs> right. Zach or Lainey. But, like... Right. Right now, Lainey is having to be the the foil herself. And I guess it gives yeah. her more to do as a character. Yeah. Like, if she had two friends, then, and she was listening to both of their perspectives, then she would be a little more one-dimensional and seem like she wasn't making her own decisions as much. But as but, it is, she's not making her own decisions. She's doing what Jesse tells her to do. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it's weird that... that- Zach has like seven friends. Yes. And Lainey gets one. Maybe you yes. take one or two of Zach friends and you, you magic plot wand them into friends for Lainey. Right. Um, but that, Zach that way, is the most popular guy in school and Lainey is Lainey. So it does make fair. sense that he has a lot more friends. Fair. And I think that if she had more friends, the reasons why she tolerates him would, would dwindle. I think basically they have to write her into the most hopeless position, popularity-wise, so that some of this stuff, she's like, I, I should take a chance or something. Like, Yeah, but it's weird because she doesn't seem like she cares. Right. Like, she doesn't care that she's not popular. Even if she had a conversation sure. with Jesse or Simon or the non-existent other friend... To be like, where they were like, why are you, like, okay, this, I get why you, like, I get why you did the performance, like, why you let him come to the the jester. Right. But you're continuing this relationship question mark? Like, what, what, why are, like, you figured out kind of what was going on, and why are you still playing this game? We don't then get, she could and, she could say, you know, well, I've never really had a guy interested in me, and it's kind of intriguing. Or, yeah. you know, because, you know, I went, like, I did the thing at the Jester because you guys talked me into it, and now I'm kind of, like, all in on wanting to figure out what this dude's deal is. Yeah. Or something. I, I just was, I was thinking about how we don't get a lot of her perspective. Despite the fact that I would say she is the 
everything promotional wants you to think that she is like the lead. <laughs> no, this is this is this a, is a Zach movie, movie about yeah. This is a, a movie about Zach. Because like, I would love a scene where she goes inside, and just you see, uh, you know, in a series of like three or four shots over the course of the movie. She goes from like Bleh, to that was kind of nice to that was really great, like yeah. just to to give to get to get kind of a gauge of what where she's at, where yeah. she, she's all at. You know what I would like? What? I would like for her to be like, no, go home, and then she goes inside, and the whole okay, let's play Sega conversation happens between Zach and Simon. Zach comes inside with Simon, and they settle down on the sofa, and she's like, "What are you doing?" And he's like, "I'm playing Sega." Yeah. Yeah. And then she just goes about, we get like a montage of her going about her business and just being constantly annoyed every time she walks through the room. Yeah. And so finally, like three hours later, she's like, okay, fine, let's just go to the beach. Yeah. Oh, I'd love that. Because then we could do like, Freddie Prince Jr. and Kieran Culkin could have had a blast doing like, she comes back in and they're both like feet up on the backs of the couch looking upside down at yes. it for some reason. and. Yes, yeah. it could have been so funny and cute. Simon would have gotten his hangout session. Yes. Like, honestly, I just, you know, it's because we want the the Simon and Zach bro comedy. For, for sure, for sure. It doesn't even need to have a plot. It just needs to be them hanging out and playing <laughs> Sega. <laughs> I just, yeah. With Lainey be being annoyed in the, in... yeah, Lainey being annoyed in the general vicinity. <laughs> this is your brother on Sega. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yep. Hey, let's do social media. So we as a podcast franchise are on Twitter at JE underscore Minute Movies. I am individually on Twitter at Unabashedly Aaron. And I'm at Unabashed James. We are proud members of the Scavengers Network on Twitter at ScavengersNet and on the internet at large at scavengersnetwork.com. That's it. That's it. That's the social media. That's the Um, whole thing. But before we sign off, James, I do have one question for you. Yes. Is it a truck? Mm. Yes. Cool. Sega truck. <laughs>